Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. Well, praise God. Um, I hope you've all had a great week. We're doing a Life in the Spirit series up until Pentecost Sunday in a couple of weeks' time. And um, uh, we are looking, last week we looked at the inner man. And this week, um, the, 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 the message is called Desire a Different Spirit. Desire a Different Spirit. And, um, you know, if there's one thing we can always do, it's trust the Holy Spirit. He, sometimes I think he loves the harvest more than we do. He'll never go wrong. The Holy Spirit loves the harvest field. Amen. And when he begins to move, we've got to move with him. So when in the upper room, when the Holy Spirit came down, the Holy Spirit will hover for a time. But then the Holy Spirit's not going to stay. The Holy Spirit's going to move. And so we have to move with the Holy Spirit, amen, and flow with him. And the people that do that, I believe they have a different spirit. I believe they have a spirit um, that is yielded through the renewing of their mind, yielded to the, yielded to the Holy Spirit, um, that we've laid things down that need to be laid down so that we can move with the Spirit and be ready to move. There's nothing worse than being stubborn when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And it was just like um, God's people in the wilderness, you know, um, testing him and testing him and testing him. And he had such, such mercy for them. But they wouldn't move. But only a few people had a different spirit within all of those people. And those were the people that God said, I have a place waiting for you. I have a land waiting for you, a land where you can go and enjoy it. It's going to be, it's going to be full of good things, and you can occupy it. And so this is the power of having a different spirit. So I want to speak about that. Last week, we spoke about Ezekiel 36. God was saying about Israel, I'm going to put a new heart and a new spirit inside you. There have been people here saved and born again in recent weeks. God has put a new uh, spirit inside of you. Amen. And he says that he will, will take a heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and he'll put his spirit within us. So as we begin to yield our inner man to the spirit, then we'll begin to be ruled by the spirit and not by what comes from us. Amen. Do you, do you agree with that? Amen. So here's one of the things that I think a, a person with a different spirit is a person who desires to go and be intimate, deep, get into the deep things of God. That's what, what it is. It's, it's when we find that our minds are renewed to such a place that we actually desire to submit to the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you're not resisting. We're not, we're not being stubborn, and we're more able to follow his lead. We get up every morning, and the Holy Spirit is ready to, ready to lead you. Lewis, he's ready to take, this is your first step for today. The Holy Spirit, he is ready at all times. Amen? And why is that? It's because the Holy Spirit, he is at one with the Father. What does the Father desire? Father desires communion with his people. 
He want, and the Holy Spirit is there to draw us towards the Father. That's, it makes sense because the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And he, want, he wants us to be as one with the Father. Do you believe that? Amen. So he wants to lead us into oneness with the Father. Now, that is going to have an impact on our lives on earth because the Bible says that friendship with God is enmity with the world. So when we begin to follow the Holy Spirit in his ways, we are going to be exposed to things that are going to seem harsh and ugly, ridicule, scorn, mock mockery. And the perfect example is Jericho. You know the story of the, Jer the walls of Jericho? They, God's people, were like, okay, we're going to march around. I'm sure some of them were like, um, all right, we get up this morning, have our breakfast. What are we doing today? We're walking again. <laughs> again? Yes, again. And they would do that. And I can imagine the people within that city on the parapets shouting at them, what are you doing walking around here? You know, and because uh, they walked around in total silence. Now, I'm sure that there were probably people within the ranks that thought, you know what, why don't we just give all this up and just have an all-out attack on the city? But God's plan, yeah, that's what the, the word says in 1 Corinthians. He uses yeah, simple things to confound the wise. God's plan was that not one of his people would lose their life in occupying that place. You do it my way, and you walk around the city, and then what happened? We know they stood still, and they shouted. Any worship, anyone who's been involved in worship will be familiar with these scriptures. The trumpet blast, the sound, and that was it. The walls fell in, and they took possession of the, of the city. So it's a perfect ex example of, of that. And so when we understand that our flesh cannot glory in anything. It's all God. We have to do it by the Spirit. Amen? And uh, many of you will know Dale, Brother Dale Gentry. At the beginning of every year, we speak with him often, and he, was, um, he, he, he is a prophetic voice that we trust. Nonetheless, he would say, whatever you hear prophetically, you test it. You test it. You pray into it. And he said this at the beginning of this year. He says, I see, and it's no surprise, I see persecution coming to the local church resulting in the expansion of the body of Christ, not the shrinking of the church. So there are, things will come against us, but you know what? It's going to result in God's kingdom growing, not shrinking. Do you believe that? It's going to result in God's um, people enlarging the place of their tent. Amen. And so living life in the Spirit, it goes against everything that we know and see in the natural out there in this present age. They cannot flow together. You cannot live your life in the Spirit and have the same the Spirit of the world. They're, they cannot, they do coexist in that the, both of them are very real, but they cannot, they're not compatible. Amen? And so the church... That's us. The church is the bride of Christ. The church is going to be, in the days that are coming, the church is going to be unacceptable to society, but it's going to get more glorious. The church is going to be beautiful, unblemished. It's going to be, it's going to be a purified church. 
and it's going to be the glory of God. So the more unacceptable that we are, and it's not that we are, we, we are antagonizing people, we're loving them to Christ, but the more we say we're going to be governed by the Spirit, the more God's glory is going to fall. And we are beginning to, to experience His glory and taste that and see life's changed. Amen? So we've got to let God build His church. And it's a privilege to be involved for everyone. And it doesn't matter. We give thanks for, for Johnny and John out in the car park. And yeah, amen. And all the way through, the guys on the media department, the praise team, the ushers, the hostesses, it's a privilege to serve. But it's not by might nor by power, but it's by His Spirit. Everything we do as a body, we do by the Spirit. Amen? And um, that's another thing that Dale said to us. He sees, he sees a spirit of intercession coming upon the church. You might get here one Sunday morning and there's no sermon. They're just going to be worship and prayer. Worship and prayer for the people of our town and our nation. Amen. And these church gatherings, I believe, are going to start to produce um, more of the fruit of the Spirit, but it's going to come through us laying down our lives and repenting and getting our lives right, and the church is going to grow powerfully not because of us, but because of the Spirit of God. Amen? And, the, you know, I've grown up since 12 years old in the church, and I've seen my parents going through all sorts of trials and tribulations. I've seen what the sacrifice they've made, but I've seen a lot of people trying to work for the church, work for God instead of letting God work through them. This is a huge difference maker. When we allow God to work through us, and not us burn ourselves out trying to do. We must be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. And so, you know what? We hopefully will come to a place where we surrender. We submit and obey. Amen. And it's hard to do that sometimes because our flesh says, no, I won't do this. I won't do that. There has been, like Alison said this morning, there's been too much trauma. There's been too much hurt all of these things. But you know what? We have to know that sometimes um, pain is redemptive. Sharing it with people helps us all. Do you believe that? And it's the same, it's the same with um, a victory. Never waste your pain. Never waste a victory. Use it as an opportunity to give glory to God. Amen. Use it. Use your greatest ministry will come out of sometimes your deepest pain and your deepest hurts. Amen. And in this life, pain is inevitable. Amen. And as you grow in, the, in, in Christ, you, you, I remember Rachel, some nights she would moan in bed. Like, what's going on with Rachel? She had terrible growing pains in her legs. She would be like in bed, curled up, crying because of the pain in her legs. And now she's about young, tall, you know? And, and so she had these growing pains. Pain is, in, pain is inevitable. But you don't have to live in misery because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So we go through painful times, sure, but God is imparting His Spirit into us. Amen? And so when you're born again, as some of you have been just in recent weeks, the first step in the process of change is you die to yourself 
and you allow the spirit of life to flow in you. Amen. And that will eventually begin to produce fruit in your life. Does anyone here, put your hand up if you believe God wants you to be a fruitful person. Uh, I see lots of hands, which is great. God wants us to be fruitful. He said in his word, be fruitful and multiply. Okay. So God is looking for fruit. Amen. God is also looking for a harvest. Do you believe that? He cares. A soul is a soul and a soul is precious to God. He is looking for a harvest. These are important. But how many, is there any farmers in the building today? Or anyone who's connected to farming? Oh, we've got one in the front row. We know that. (laughs) The harvest is great, but what's linked to the health of the harvest? The richness of the soil. The soil, the condition of the soil. And so enriching the soil is just as important as the harvest. Would you agree with me? And that's our job, to cultivate the soil in our lives, in our church, in our community. Because when we, when we focus on the, the enriching the soil, it ensures a future harvest for those that are coming behind us too. Amen? So the harvest isn't just what I can see with my eyes. The harvest goes beyond what I can see. The harvest goes to what um, Joseph and Beatrice can see in their future. Is there going to be a harvest for them? But we are already now breaking up the soil in Kilwinning and in Ayrshire. And we're enriching the soil. Do you believe that? Amen. (laughs) So, praise God. You're now part of the kingdom labor force. Amen. And... um, you have, you have put on, you have a, a new, you're now a new creation. What, you can't have um, a resurrection without a death, yeah? So you have been resurrected to new life in Christ. Galatians 2.20, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen? And there's been an impartation of life into people in this place. And you can have, and we always desire more. We sing a lot, many songs about that. More. In fact, there's a great song. I haven't popped it onto the worship team yet, but some of you have been here a long while. Remember a song called More of You. More of You. I'm thirsty for more of you. Lord, your anointing is resting in this place. It's a beautiful song. Maybe we'll sing it soon. And so there's been an impartation of life, an impartation of the Spirit. And that Spirit is a Spirit of wisdom and understanding and of all the Spirits of God, the seven Spirits of God. And we need that spirit inside us. We need to have a different spirit because the spirit changes the way that we think. I always thought a certain way. And even when I was a Christian, I, was very, I worked in very secular jobs that were work hard, play hard. And you know what? You do anything to get ahead. Anyone been in one of those environments before? And, and you know what? The, the pressure to conform to that culture, if it's in the workplace or it's in the world, is very, very strong. But when you have a different spirit, you will not, you will not capitulate. You will not give in to that. The Holy Spirit will change the desires that you have. So as we walk, our walk with the Lord will become different. The more we welcome the Spirit, the more we yield to the, the Spirit, the closer we'll move to our Father God because we're giving the Holy Spirit His rightful place in our lives, and He deserves that place. Amen? Receiving the fullness of the Spirit gives us the power to overcome. 
1 John 4, 4, it says, you're of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. Amen? Verse 6 says, we are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. And by this we know that the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The spirit they're talking about there is the pneuma. Okay, the wind of the spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit there. Okay. And then in Acts 1.8 it says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. So God is putting his spirit in us. And we're going to just, before we close here, look quickly at a couple of people who had a different spirit. Anyone guess who they are? Caleb, Daniel, Joseph. Amen. They had a different spirit. And so um, in, in John chapter 6, in verse um, 61, let's go from there. This is where they were talking about uh, the disciples were turning away because Jesus was talking about him being the bread of life. And this, like we just said earlier on, and it says there, when Jesus knew in himself that the, his disciples complained about this, oh my, complaining disciples, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh doesn't profit anything. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And some of you would not believe. Amen? If we let the Word speak to us, we get the Spirit of life through God's Word. We have the Holy Spirit, the Helper, the Paraclete who's operating inside us. If we let the Word speak to us, being imparted to us by reading, all right, and reaching out in prayer and communion and being together, wanting to be intimate to God, it will produce a different spirit in you. Is there anyone here who would like a different spirit today? A different spirit. And maybe you'd say, well, what's wrong with the spirit that I've got? Well, that's, the Holy Spirit will, will tell you what's wrong with the spirit that we've got. He's not, he's not slow in telling me. <laughs> you know, you need, to, you need to sort this out. And I feel that inside and I know, oh, I need, to, I need to do something. And David prayed, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. It's like we're trying to often renew ourselves, renew our spirit and renew our minds. And we're trying to do all of this. But you know what, church? I believe it's not as hard as we think it is. I truly believe that. I believe that, that there's, there's great hope for those who are struggling. You know, there's a lot of people, and we, we, I know we give, we speak a lot about ment poor mental health, but I just go to the Word, and the Word tells me that there was a madman of the Gadarenes who was healed and delivered, and that man went on to be an evangelist and tell people about how he was touched. I believe there is nothing that the Spirit of God cannot turn around and change. Nothing, not one thing. There's not one person who's suicidal that the Spirit of God cannot touch and change. There's not one person that is beyond the healing touch of God. There's not one person that is beyond the love of God. I honestly believe that. And it will produce in us a different spirit, and it's the different spirit that will prevail. You know, sometimes we, we, we give in too easily. We have to prevail. 
There's a story in, the, in God's word about Jacob wrestling with the angel. Now, Jacob was the type of man who was very self-sufficient, very, um, he was, uh, let me see, uh, Jacob. He, let's put it this way. Um, he knew that his life needed to change and that he needed to rely on the Lord but how was he going to bring about change in his life? And he ended up in a wrestling match with an angel. And he would not let the angel go until he was blessed. You know that story. And in the, in the process of this whole wrestling match, has anyone ever wrestled? Wrestling is one of the most exhausting sports that you can ever be involved with. Wrestling is so physically demanding, it's incredible. And here is Jacob, he's wrestling with this angel. And he says, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And the angel says, well, you have to let me go. He says, I'm not going to. And he eventually prevailed, and the angel blessed him, but with, not without dislocating his hip first. So Jacob walks away from that encounter with a limp for the rest of his life to remind him, you can't rely on your flesh. Once, once you know, you ha we have to be willing to dislocate our flesh sometimes to receive the spirit of God, the di that different spirit, the spirit that won't give up, the spirit that will prevail and keep on going. And I pray today that Every one of you here will prevail in the Spirit, and you will persevere in the Spirit. Amen? Amen? And so, there are these characters in the Bible who have a different spirit. And just quickly, let's just go and check out Caleb. Numbers 14, 24. My servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Amen? He was the one with a different spirit. Joshua, Caleb. They, 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 they seen something. When everyone else grew fearful, they just, they just grew more bold. What stops us from going in and occupying this place that you've promised us? What has God seen for Kilwinning, Irvine, and the three towns in Ayrshire in Scotland? What has he seen? A different spirit begins to align our vision with what the God sees. And then we can say, okay, we can line up with that. We're, we're meeting for prayer this morning, and we're going to pray for this. We're going to pray, and we're going to prevail, Lord, until we have a breakthrough. Amen. Joseph, in Genesis 41 he gives Pharaoh the best advice he's ever received. I want you to save one-fifth of all of your harvest every year for seven years because there's a famine coming. Oh, thank you very much, Joseph. I, he recognized in Joseph an excellent spirit. And he said, I'm going to follow that advice because I know behind that advice is the spirit of God. Now, he was, Pharaoh was Pharaoh. They, you know, they, they had lots of gods. But an excellent spirit in Joseph meant that that whole country survived the famine and countries had to come to them. Daniel, he set above all of these important intellectual people. 
He's set above every single one of them because an excellent spirit was in him. And as soon as people knew that the king had, had said, right, you're my number one guy, people grew jealous and they wanted to destroy him and ensnare him and trap him. And you know what? It didn't matter because God had a way of deliverance for him. But he had an excellent spirit. Another word for that is to have an excellent mind. The ruach, the pneuma, the spirit of God. Amen. And so if we could de desire a different spirit, that our inner man would be conformed to the spirit of God, so much so that our entire being becomes more Christ-like. And that's what I was told years ago. Christians, you're little Christs. Be like Christ. Oh, but Pastor David, you know, this holiness stuff, you know, um, it's just too hard uh, to walk righteous, to be holy. And anyway, you know, um, people, people, my family mock me and say, oh, you're holier than thou. You don't do this anymore. God calls us to be holy. He says, be ye holy as I am holy. And so when you begin to say, I'm going to walk into that, no matter what the consequences are, you, a different, you will begin to develop a different spirit. Amen? And that spirit is not going to rely on your flesh. It's going to be so in tune with the spirit of God. And you're going to walk into places and into social situations, and you're going to discern what needs to be said, what needs to be done, because the spirit of God is going to go with you. And so the Spirit is going to move, and you're going to move with the Spirit. Do you believe that? Amen. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com, and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.